Hi, this is uh, The Takes It Took. Uh, I'm Miles. I'll be leading today's discussion. I'm Mariah. Then we got Mariah. And then you also got me, Stefan. Stefan. Hell yeah. Episode two, boys. Episode two. Episode two. It only took us... Episode four. A couple of tries for me to get the, the intro started, but whatever. Honestly, I haven't <laughs> seen anything new. What have you watched, Miles? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, I watched The Atom Project on Netflix. Did you? Okay, yeah. that's a movie I'm avoiding. It's, why are you avoiding it? Because it looks bad. It's, <laughs> it, it's looks okay. like, it looks it's, like a okay Ryan Reynolds movie. It's, it's a Ryan Reynolds movie. Yeah. It's you know Okay, so the whole point of this movie is that like Ryan Reynolds travels back in time to meet his younger self and do like a little, little time hijinks. Okay. And I feel like they did it because Ryan Reynolds was tired of only having one character. Because they made the kid talk like him. You know how like Ryan Reynolds always like... He's got the same... He's got that like wit in Ryan, every movie. Ryan Reynolds. So now it's two of them. Ah. <laughs> so. That does sound like not a good time for me. <laughs> um... So yeah, if you want to watch a movie with two Ryan Reynolds in it, The Atom Project. Well, last night uh, we watched the 2006 classic masterpiece that is Journey to the Center of the Earth Ooh. with Brendan Fraser mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. That Josh, one, Josh Hutcherson. That one does not have the rock Hutcherson? It, it doesn't have the rock. The rock has yet to travel to the center of the you Earth. Right, by the way. Yeah, the rock has not traveled to the center of the Earth. And it was, wow. The effects in it are... I think. Oh, really? I was going to say beyond anything I've seen before. (laughs) It Um, was funny, though, because I used to watch that movie, I think, quite a bit when I was younger. uh And I didn't realize how much of the movie I remembered until I was watching it. I was like, oh, right, this happens, and this happens, and this happens, and this very specific thing happens. Oh, aren't there dinosaurs? Yeah. There's a T Rex that eats something. It's alive at the center. You know, it doesn't really make sense that we were talking about this, because, like, if you're at the center of the Earth, theoretically, there would be no gravity. There'd be, there would be gravity. Or no, we, no, like, no. I googled I, it, man. We googled. By the way, there's no gravity because it's the mass of the planet that pulls every, you in. Every so if which you're way at the center, so, you'd be so there's pulling no, out. So you'd be like, floating. oh, okay. So like that doesn't. I thought about that before, and so watching the movie, I was like, what would it be happening here? There's the one bit kind of at the end, and then he has a compass, and they're like, oh, the poles are just flipped, and I'm like, I don't think it would be. <laughs> Just that. I think that'd be a little more complicated than that. There also probably wouldn't be a dinosaur in the middle of the earth, but you know, yeah. you let that Bioluminescent slide. birds. Yes. Yup. Also, it reached like 150 degrees Fahrenheit in the movie and they were just chill. They were like kind of sweating. I know. They're like, oh, it's 98 degrees. We need to get a move on. And none of them are sweating. And they're like, like I don't sweater. know, man. Mm, no, no, I don't know about that Anyways, one. Yeah. Kino. Well, cinema. Today we'll be talking about um, objectively a better movie. Than Journey to the Sun of the Earth. I doubt it. Um, well, you know, it's it's Star Wars, uh, Episode 4, A New Hope. What, what movie is it? Star Wars? Oh. Star Wars. You know the... We just watched that. Just just last night. We just watched that. We watched oh that goodness. last night. Yeah. What'd you think? Um, It was kind of cheesy. Yeah? I thought it was kind of goofy. Um, 
I could have could have done better. Yeah. In my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No biggie. It's just you know it revolutionized a lot of filmmaking techniques. Journey no to the center of the earth, however. Oh, was, much better. Film. That was like a palate cleanser after. Yeah. <laughs> after the big old dookie you had to watch, it was <laughs> like Star Wars. Ooh. It was walking through a landfill and then going into a beautiful meadow. Nice. That is Brendan Fraser. Well, Tell imagine us. imagine this. You're, you're, you are George Lucas. I'm George Lucas. <gasps> John Jarski. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have finished creating your, your super cool first full-length feature, THX 1138, classic. which is Whoa. a classic film that I have not watched. Robert Duvall's in it. Apparently Robert Duvall's I, in I it. I know that much. I, I know that much. Is like white and clinical looking. It's... It's a depressing film, from what I from yeah. what I read. But I know it was based on his um, senior thesis that he did at USC. Yeah, he did like a short film of that, mm-hmm. and then got the funding from that to do the right feature version. Yeah. So then he goes on and um, he creates American Graffiti, which is big success. Big success. Everyone's like, "This is a good movie," and then he's like, "Well, yeah, but you know, I want to make a movie." A movie adaptation adaptation of Flash Gordon, because he's mm. obsessed with Flash Gordon. Mm. Okay. Um, he loves the like sci-fi theme of it, the the adventure comics and all this own stuff. So he wants to make a Flash Gordon movie. So he proceeds to then try and get the rights to Flash Gordon so that he can make a movie and doesn't get it. Um, and so. He goes. Can I get a boomp in the chat, boys? Wait, editor, put, editor, put in a boomp. It sounds like this. It goes, <laughs> like a SpongeBob boomp. It goes, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So he he can't get it. They want it up to him, and he just goes, well, I guess I'll just make my own. So he decides that he is going to make a a super cool movie that is titled Journal of the Wills. Whoa. Okay. Which is about Whoa. the training of. C.J. Thorpe as a Jedi Bendu, um, trained by the legendary Mace Windy. <laughs> so, so I wonder where that character comes back. <laughs> Sounds slightly familiar. Yeah, so he makes... He does... Mace Windy. <laughs> Mace Windy. <laughs> so he does like a 13-page treatment, um, and people are like, eh, not really feeling it. This isn't that great. But eventually, Fox... Or 20th Century Fox is like, you know what? We'll do it. We'll make your movie. We'll make your space opera movie. You got to rewrite it a little bit, but we'll do it. <laughs> and so Lucas and and Kurtz at the time is now on board, um, get hired. And, and they are given $8 million, which is at the time not a whole lot of money. Okay. Because um, for sci-fi. For sci-fi, $8 million is not yeah. a whole lot. Yeah. It starts off and they, they start actually writing what we now closer understand is Star Wars. Uh, the next title of the movie is Adventures of the Star Killer, Episode 1, The Star Wars. Okay. Oh. So we're starting to get a, a little bit closer. Bit closer. closer. Okay. This this one has Anakin Starkiller as the main character. I remember right. hearing that the original name was Starkiller, and it's yeah. so well, funny to me when, like, when talking about like Mace Windy, and you're like, uh-huh. oh, it's so close, well, but like, it's that's so not close. It's not quite there. There's, there's another character called Starkiller. In the Star Wars, in the video games, in the yeah, video games. in the video games. Um, his name's not Anakin though. No, it's, it's not, not Anakin, Anakin. Starkiller. Anakin is 
Which kind of mid. I don't know. Like when you're starting it, like you're oh, this is gonna be our hero. What's his name? Star Killer. Star Killer is not a good. It's not a. It's not a hero a name. No. Uh, initially, Lucas envisioned a, and so this is like Han Solo is the name from the from the get go. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, he is supposed to be a large green skinned monster with gills, though. <laughs> he is supposed to be a big scary boy. That sounds like a Han Solo is. Green Han Solo, boy. yeah. All right. Um, and Chewbacca is always Chewbacca, okay. um, based off of his Alaskan uh, Malam- Malamut? Malamute. Malamute. Yeah. Alaskan Malamute named Indiana, which oh. yeah. Uh oh, he makes a different movie with that name. Yeah. So dang, that's pretty neat. You know, some things change. We get Han Solo as we know him. We get Luke Skywalker as we know him, and the movie actually starts production um, with. The $8 million. And so, right off the bat, Lucas is like, okay, this is going to be a visual effects heavy movie. Mm. But Fox had just pretty much deleted their visual effects team. They were just like, we're not ha- we don't have one anymore. So Lucas is like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> not great. Um, so he creates his own visual effects company, the Industrial Light Magic, which... We now know as is a Titan, the Titan, the pioneers of visual effects. Mm-hmm. So he does a great job with that. Um, Island begins its work on Star Wars in a warehouse in uh, Van News. We're gonna start filming. Got he's it. got he's got the crew. He brings on Gilbert Taylor as his cinematographer, who Gilbert. was who was he was generally considered an, an old school and crotchety kind of guy. Um, okay. He was not a fan of Lucas. Oh, um, that's not good. He to have. did not, and Lucas did not like him, hmm. because what would happen a lot on filming is Lucas would go around and he'd move cameras, oh, and he'd be moving no. lights, and Gilbert would be like, "No, stop, stop doing that, please." <laughs> and Lucas would be like, "Hey, turn turn this light off and this light off," and Taylor would be like, "I'm not." Doing that, you tell me the look you want, and I'll do it. Because Lucas came from like a you know an independent film background, so he was used yeah. to doing all these things. And coming onto this film, he had to accept it like he was just the director, and it did not it did not go well for anyone on set. So they they butted heads a lot. Uh, but I can imagine. Yeah. Well, so originally Lucas wanted the film to be very hazy, like oh. a lot of like. Kind of blurry shots, a lot of bokeh, a lot of okay, interesting. Kind of like, you know, the the newer versions of Star Trek. Okay. Oh. Like that. Okay. And Gilbert Taylor was like, "No, we're not doing that. That's stupid." <laughs> um, and thankfully, Fox agreed with Taylor. Okay. Um, and so we now have the the deliciously crisp Star Wars that we have now. So yeah, so Fox. Agrees with Taylor, and they get his go to you know pick real crisp lenses and not do any of this like putting meshes in front of the lens to get it like yeah. gross looking. Which I don't know why Lucas would want. <laughs> Are you? Is it that boring for you? <laughs> I don't want to make it look bad. I just want it to look like bad. <laughs> I just want it to look bad. Okay. Um. But so they they started filming in the uh, Tunisian desert. Mm. Right. And, I mean, 
straight away things aren't working. There's a huge rainstorm that oh, happens like right away in the desert. In the desert. Um, and it makes the sky and the desert look basically the exact same. Mm. And it's just like this gray mess um, that it was so hard to work with. And all of the, the, the sand and the wind was causing an insane amount of interference uh, oh. when it came to like all the remote control stuff. So like R two D two, all the other robots they had. Okay. I mean, there were like actual you know electrical malfunctions in these robots. Nothing was working right. And Lucas was so fed up with these with R two D two not working. He was like, okay, you know what? Let's put a dude in it. <laughs> let's get a guy. Let's get this guy. Shall we name him Kenny Baker? Kenny Baker is the man who goes into R2-D2. He's responsible for all those joyous little wobbles that R2-D2 does. Oh, you mean to tell me that Kenny baked this droid? <laughs> hey Got him! Got him. Um, hey, editor, put in some air horns, please. Hey, editor, put in some <laughs> air horns and clapping to make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you don't entirely cut that out. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they put a little seat in R2-D2 for Kenny Baker. Oh, there's a seat. There's a little seat in there. Um, but it's still horrible. It I absolutely imagine. sucks in there. It's super tight. The nails in the top of the dome are digging into his head. He's got scabs oh, no. on the top of his head from the nails just like jabbing him. Whenever he turns the top of R2-D2, like cords are getting wrapped around oh, his neck. Gosh. They would... Forget him inside R two D two while they broke for lunch. I, I remember reading that. And <laughs> no, it's not fun being R two D two. No, it's very rough. I mean, imagine you're in a you're in a desert inside this this tiny metal can, getting stabbed and choked, and you have to make fun chirpy noises and like, wobble <laughs> around. And then people just forget about you. Yeah, and then people just forget. Those probably screams for help. Probably screams for Kenny Baker. Genuine screams for help. Um, and it's not, it's not great for Anthony Daniels either, the, the man behind C-3PO. Apparently at one point, the leg of C-3PO broke and just went straight into his leg. And they just had to be like, oh, sorry, we gotta keep going. Oof. So, yeah, being a droid in Star Wars, I would not recommend no it. No way, no. Dang. I mean, now they're just CG robots. So not even not even in the lore. What? In the Star Wars lore, <laughs> they can't even go in the cantina and stuff. Oh, yeah, they're not allowed because they're, they're dumb, dumb droids. Dumb, dumb, stupid droids for some reason. So, the production for, the, for Tatooine, besides the first part, is kind of going off without a hitch. Right? There's not a, a huge amount going wrong besides your standard like wardrobe malfunctions, robot malfunctions. Although, apparently, the script sucks and yeah. nobody likes it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Harrison Ford at one point was quoted with being like, I am going to tie this man down, George Lucas. I'm going to tie him down and force him to read his own lines. <laughs> Because they are, they are such like technical mouthfuls of just gibberish technology that nobody wants to say. Mm -hmm. So there's multiplications where, you know, you get Harrison Ford or 
anyone else's name. Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness. <laughs> who are like, I'm not saying that. I don't want to do that. Have fun. Uh, I'm going to make up my own line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it do be kind of goofy. I, I was I was remarking too. I was thinking like, you know, Star Wars is so like ingrained in us now. Mm-hmm. And like terminologies and stuff makes sense. But like going back in the day and you're watching this movie. And they're like, oh, it's called The Force. Yeah, it's called like, the Force. The Force? <laughs> the Force? The Force of what? Based? Based on what? What? The Force? It's silly. I'd hate to have to say that. Like, the Force. Yeah, it, it wasn't a, a great time. And when they were shooting all the interior stuff, they did it in a soundstage in um, London. Mm, London. Um, which is that your British accent? London, 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 London soundstage. Southwold in London. Come yeah, on. so they're they're creating these like massive ships, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have countless teams working unbearable hours trying to recreate. So is that like where the Falcon was and stuff? Yeah, yes, okay. the Falcon and all that stuff was in okay. London. But Harrison Ford was known to like he just didn't understand. He was like, he, he couldn't like grasp his mind around the idea that this was a space adventure. <laughs> so he was just like, I, I say my lines, I do what I have to do. <laughs> but past that, I, I'm not in it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But Mark Hamill was, I mean, he was in it 100%. Okay. Um, and then when they were filming the trash compactor scene, mm-hmm. you know, where they were like, in the water, and screaming, Luke is screaming, bring me out, bring me out, bring me out, bring me out. His voice sounds really weird. Bring me out. They, that water was apparently very cold, and not oh. fun to be in. Oh, I'm sure. Um, especially in those like the the suits were uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of takes. Oh. And George Lucas had a a wonderful habit of being bad at directing <laughs> where he would basically his, his critiques would come down to like do it faster oh my god do it more intense i hate that so much he, <laughs> he he's so better barely <laughs> better actually like spoke oh to the actors that's how you know he's a really good director yeah that's how you know he's really George good lucas i think is the best director you've ever seen so imagine Jar Jar. Yeah, I think Jar Jar was the best. He's the center of the whole story. Jar Jar's the key to all this. Have you heard this? George Lucas kind of sounds like this. Oh, 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 go faster. Jar Jar's the key to all this. It's it's poetry. I've always wanted this to be about Jar Jar. But, like, imagine you're in a trash compactor. Like, you're, you're Chewbacca. You're doing. Screams essentially <laughs> in, a, in a nasty ass wet suit, and then Lucas comes up to you and he goes, Do it faster, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Uh, yeah, that would not be very fun at all. No, no. <laughs> and so, the, wait, hold on. The Chewbacca costume that's, that was real fur, that was right? real fur, yeah, yeah. So, or, they, was it human hair or something, or was it that was. okay? Look what? at me go. Wow. Man, nailing it out of the wow. park. Hell at least for... what I saw, it was human hair. Okay, I was like, I couldn't remember if it was Chewbacca or it was like the the Christmas adventure special that mm. nobody talks about. Oh, yeah. Where the other mm. ones were made from human hair. I can't remember. Or uh, maybe it was all of them. But It could be all of them. They're made from humans. 
just straight human. Human, human skin, skin, human eyes, eye teeth. <laughs> That's horrific. It's, <laughs> it's the whole damn thing. He's in there and he's in that, that shaggy dog suit. And then the shaggy dog, George Lucas, comes out. <laughs> yeah. <and he> goes, <laughs> but so they're, they're filming all this. And they're realizing very quickly that the $8 million they had is not going to cover it. No. Um, so they initially up it. They get permission from Fox to up it to $10 million. So actually $2 million um, to just, like, make a movie. You know, make a space opera. Call it a day. And as, as this is all happening, they're giving it to their, their post team, you know, to start, like, editing all of this. So they're giving it to the editor... John Jimson, uh, who's cutting it while all this is happening. laughing at that name. Silly John name. Jimson. There's been a couple silly names. And you might be wondering, hold on, that name doesn't sound familiar. That's because he got fired. In the chair. So, yeah, so John Jimson is, he's editing as the film, filming is going on. And Lucas, that sweet boy, is telling... Sweet round baby boy. That sweet... Round baby boy, such as a supple voice. <laughs> Brilliance. All he's given this man is bastard. <laughs> he's given him nothing oh. to edit this with. He's just like, here's the footage, do what you must. Okay. And then. No, no, you go. And I then, whenever John Jimson gets back with it, Lucas hates it. <laughs> Lucas doesn't like it. He, Jimson did not like Lucas. I mean, every time he would cut a scene of people talking or uh, an action scene or anything like that, Lucas would always come back and be like, I, this sucks. And so those disputes kind of kept happening until eventually he was fired. And so Lucas replaces him with Paul Hirsch, much more well-named okay. or much well, much more well-known name. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Chu and his then wife uh, Marcia Lucas they then pick it up and they're doing like two cuts of the film at the same time uh, just to like give Lucas everything mm. that he could ask for and it's at this point they're making massive cuts to uh, John's version because in John's version there's a whole first part to the movie oh. mm. so instead of like where how we know it now, where it's following R two D two and C three PO, we're seeing Darth Vader, we're introduced to Princess Leia. Yeah, all of that is now also being cut with Luke just chilling, just hanging with his buds. Oh, so uh, we do get more like backstory about like uh, yeah. Life. Okay. So we get a conversation with him and his friends, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna go, you know, off and." fight in this war and we're gonna go do our own yeah. things and Luke is just like oh I have to stay and work on the farm I oh. wanna go get power converters oh. I get to go home and play with my spaceship toy he's actually just playing with he's his like a yeah. child He's um, actually yeah, acting like exactly. a I think it was, was it that scene too when we were watching it I noticed yeah. that he mentions the name of Biggs and I was like, oh, yeah. shit, like, Biggs comes back. Oh, so it was like, Biggs, like, early. So Biggs like, is, yeah. It so does Biggs feel is like the, uh, there was something, like, more information that was yeah. more helpful. Yeah, so we are we are introduced to Biggs. Like, at the beginning? In, at the beginning, okay. in the original version that, gotcha. that um, John had made. Interesting. But 
the new editing team removes it. They're like, this is kind of useless. It's slow. It's boring. We don't need it. Mm-hmm. So get out of here. Yeah. As that's going on, the people at ILM are frankly losing their shit. <laughs> they have half the stuff done that they're supposed to have done. And Lucas is kind of freaking out. He's super stressed. He has the shooting to do. He's dealing with post-production. Everything's kind of now starting to go wrong. That like we're getting into post-production. And so this is after they've wrapped. They or? they haven't quite wrapped yet. Oh, okay. They still have some shooting to do. Okay. And Lucas is looking like absolute garbage. He's like the man is drained. <laughs> and baby boy. Like basically, like when they're not shooting, everyone is just trying to cheer him up because. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's doing terrible. He has so much stress. He goes to the doctor. He's he's diagnosed with hypertension. Oh no! From all this, like from all the insane exhaustion and stress he's put, because he's like yeah. not sleeping. He's his blood pressure is through the roof. Oof. And his doctor's like, you need to stop. Like you need to stop filming this movie. Maybe hand it off to somebody else. Maybe just like put it on hold for a little bit. But, like, your health is going terribly. And George Lucas goes, nah, I don't want to. I'm going to keep shooting. So he, <clears throat> he powers through it. So the guys at ILM are figuring out how they're going to do all this space, spaceship stuff. And at first, they, I mean, they're completely lost. They have no idea what they're going to do. So George Lucas shows them um, and the editors dogfights, like World War II dogfights. Mm-hmm. And he's like, base it off of this. Interesting. So how the ships move, how they're fighting, all this I stuff. I like even the sound of like you, the, yeah. t- the TIE fighter. Oh, yeah, for sure. Stuka dive bomber. World War II will go. That's a really good impression. I, I thought so, too. That was actually I'm really so good. Glad someone said something. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Continue. Okay. And so ILM is figuring out, okay, we got to make these miniatures feel real. What would you say? Miniatures? Miniature is the correct way to say it. Oh, Continue. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. He gets mad because I call them miniatures. Oh, I'm I so think, sorry. I think it's miniature. Oh, I'm, okay. I think both are fine. I'm of the mind miniature is the correct way to say it. I think it. miniature just sounds if like it's, look it, it takes up. more effort. Miniature? Miniature is just... Miniature. Mini, mini, miniature. 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 This has been a. Dip- this is the hill the, I will die on. What's will, the, you could line so me up in a wall, blindfold on, hands behind my back, gun to my head. And I will tell you miniature. Continue. What's the plural? Miniature? Miniatures. That's what I said. Wait. Yeah. Uh, no, I I'm saying. Miniatures. I'm saying you're. I'm, no, I'm saying you're a good. You're a good boy. Okay. You're a good boy. <laughs> then why didn't you say anything? I'm sorry. I, I was just like confirming that it's two to one here. Yes, because <laughs> I know I how strongly because he feels he's about got, this. I've been jumped on for. I've been. I've been walking down an alley just minding my own business, and then five people come out and they go miniature, 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 and I'm like, please stop. I just miniature. I'm. I'm objectively correct. I'm gonna be with you. Every way you keep saying it sounds the same to me. Miniature, miniature, and miniature are very similar. Oh, miniature. Okay, miniature, miniature is what. Miniature is what the posers. Say. Mariah. Yeah, I say yeah. miniature, but miniature. Miniature. I think both are correct. Miniature, miniature. miniature. I, I just think that miniature is also completely. Miniature is just lazy. You're taking out. You're taking out sounds. You're taking out. That's all you're doing. Is you're just going Mi- miniature. Okay, but don't you say probably instead of probably sometimes? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But now when it comes to miniatures, they're very important. So the word still sounds the same. 
I'm not you saying. You know what I'm saying. Look, if you said miniature, I mean miniature, miniature. Min- miniature. miniature. I'm realizing there's there's a vicious cycle happening here. I'm responding so aggressively because I was responded aggressively too. Do you remember there was a while back where I said miniature and people like stopped the conversation and they're like, whoa, what, what did you say? Maybe you weren't there. It was I was in the. Uh, oh, this is so much backstory, Laura. DMC. This was at this was at. Uh, at school. At school at college, and I was in the DMC Digital Media Center and I was having a conversation. I said miniature. And people stop the conversation to just to just kick me, to just beat me up and be like miniature. It's miniature, and I was like, stop. Anyways. Okay, we should probably get back to Star Wars now. I'm just so I live in a miniature America. Imagine if there was a miniatar in Star Wars. I was actually Ooh. just thinking about minotaurs the entire time that we were Ooh. having this conversation. A miniatar. A miniatar. A little tiny, like in Spy Kids. <gasps> Spy Kids. Too. I, I Spy had a little. Um, Lego figurine of a minotaur, so that'd be a minotaur. That would be a minotaur. Okay. I okay. saw a minotaur in real life. Doubt, and he was my uncle. Bigger doubt. Okay, Star Wars and miniatures. Star, Star, Star Wars and miniatures—they go hand in hand. There's a lot. There's a lot in the movie. Mm-hmm. Basically, all the spacings are filmed with little tiny versions of the ships, and ILM creates this machine. They pioneer the digital motion control photography, which is essentially this machine where you hit play and you do all your camera controls that you want it to do. And then you hit stop. And then you can hit play again and it'll do that exact same motion. Okay. So this is insanely important because when they are filming things like the Millennium Falcon, the X-Wing, all these things, TIE Fighters, Asteroids, on the blue screen, they have to keep doing takes. Mm-hmm. They need to do a map take with insane like brightness so that they can get just the blue screen and the outline of the Millennium oh, Falcon. Okay. And then they need to go back and they need to do a lighting pass for just the, the actual how it's going to look. And then they need to take that and they need to do it for every single ship in a single shot. Like, individually? Individually. Holy moly. So, if you're looking at a shot in Star Wars, and you see a TIE fighter, the Millennium Falcon, asteroids, lasers, because the lasers are also, like, light through. Each single one of those is a single pass. Each each of them need, like, two passes? Two, three passes sometimes. Holy cow. (laughs) So, a single shot of Star Wars can be comprised of, like, 30 different takes. Wow. And this is why they're running behind. I can see that. So, at this point, Lucas comes to them, and he's like, hey, great job. Things are looking super cool. Um, <laughs> you, super dope, guys. Some, just some real cool stuff. You know how you had a year? <laughs> Faster. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, he goes in and he goes, so you guys had a year. Um, whoopsies, you have six months now. Oh. So you need to do a year's worth of work in half the time. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they can't do it. How about math? How about no? I mean, they're doing so much at this time. I mean, I mean, some stuff doesn't even make it into the movie. Like originally, if you watch the the like first version of Star Wars, when Han Solo is on Tatooine and they're about to take off. 
Now we see it as Jabba the Hutt. Mm, oh, yes. yeah, yeah. We were, t- we were talking about this while we were watching. Yeah. So if you go on like Disney Plus and you watch Star Wars right now, it'll be Jabba the Hutt, which is what Lucas originally wanted, but they couldn't do it. They wanted, he wanted a stop motion Jabba the Hutt oh, okay. to be there, um, and they would just plaster him on top of the guy. But they ran out of time. They couldn't do it. So they just have the guy now. And when they are kind of showing a, a cut, because the movie's like now starting to wrap up, mm-hmm. and they're showing a cut to other people like Steven Spielberg and all these other people, the cut has like a, a completely different version of the original crawl. They're still using Prowess's version of Darth Vader, which yeah. is like the original like British, because the massive tall British guy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Prowess voice for Darth Vader. The special effects aren't there. Instead of blasters... There's hand-drawn arrows, just being like blasters will go this way. Oh, <laughs> the um, the some of the lightsabers aren't done yet. The whole shot of the Millennium Falcon fighting the Tie Fighters mm-hmm. is replaced with World War II footage because <laughs> they haven't finished it yet. So like this is what it's kind of gonna be. So like. this is like this is what it's gonna be like. Okay. So they have that would be very so hard to watch. Yeah, just take like, you out of it so quickly. Yeah, yeah. I would oh, think yeah. it was like some sort of statement. All of a sudden, you're like a philosophical, like, oh, it's all about oh, it's all about the two, and like, whoa. So, yeah. So I mean, he's shown off to directors like uh, Brian De Palma, John Milius, Steven Spielberg, and George Lucas is like, oh fuck, <laughs> they hate it. They absolutely hate it. Spielberg is the only person that looks like they're having fun. And it's, you know, he's like blaming the the unfinished editing, the unfinished visual effects, the unfinished audio. None of it's come together yet. But when they finish, he finds out that they all actually love the movie. They thought it was amazing. And so that kind of gives him the the like power and courage to keep going through. Um, and speaking of music, let's talk about our boy John Williams. Hey. John let's talk about our Williams. sweet, sweet boy John Williams. Um, so Lucas will he denies it but there are there are a lot of people who said that George Lucas originally wanted these worlds to feel the the music for the worlds to feel alien but familiar Hmm. so he wanted to use his favorite orchestral pieces okay he wanted to use pre-made ones he didn't want to make anything for the movie he just wanted John Williams to make those again interesting and basically, John Williams was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to do that. I want to make my own stuff. And so he, he does. Good thing he did. Good thinking, Good thing. John Williams. And so if you listen to the soundtrack, you will realize there's a lot of music. There's music for Old Ben. He has his own music. Old Han Solo has his own music. Luke Skywalker has his own music. The Force is well the force technically actually becomes ben's music or i guess um obi-wan's music becomes the force music oh okay okay but there's even music specifically for when luke and leia are in a scene together there's music when leia and han solo are in a scene together so there's like very distinct motifs for each person that like he then combines in other scenes that's great yeah so like the imperial march which we now know of is like just like the empire is darth vader's theme that theme 
actually carries on up until the prequels. So, I mean, this is kind of like John Williams going ham, which is why I'm kind of allowing myself to talk about it. But when, in episode six, uh, mm. when Vader comes back to being Anakin, mm-hmm. he plays the Imperial March motif in a, in a lighter or higher note, mm. like a lighter feeling to it mm. okay. to make him to show that like okay he's back yeah. to being Anakin mm-hmm. and he uses that lighter version of the Imperial March when making the sequels mm. or the prequels or the, yeah the prequels okay. which I guess are sequels which are sequels to but yeah, yeah. so he's using that light motif for the prequels to show that like this is Anakin's mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. not just the lighter side of Darth Vader yeah um, that's sick so yeah, uh, I mean, a huge amount went into the music of, of this yeah. piece. And so it's about time for the movie to come out. They ended up spending somewhere around like $10 million. And at Which the is end, still a pretty good budget for a sci-fi movie. First, it's, well, check this out. By the end of its initial theatrical run, it has made $220 million. Um breaks even i think but, which I is think just like, like just under breaking even yeah. or just above breaking even yeah, they did i okay. think i yeah. think they made just a little bit of profit on that yeah just a little bit um at the end everything comes together the music the visual effects the story the editing everything is is great you know i think it really goes to show like a lot of the time it came down to the people around george lucas to make the movie this great yes Cinematographers had to tell him to stop doing what he was doing. Yep. The actors had to tell him to stop doing what he was doing. The editors had to tell him to stop doing what he was doing. It's just like, it's amazing to me how well everybody on this movie came together to make it as good as it could be. Yeah. And I think it, it really shows in how, you know, you look at it even now, and it's still like a really good movie. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a solid movie. It's a good movie. Except for Luke in the beginning when he's acting like a little baby boy. I was going to go to Toshi Station to pick up some power. That's a power generator. He gives more emotional power in that than he does when his family dies. <laughs> now, I mean, you guys want to like actually like go through the movie and like talk yeah. about like, your favorite yeah. parts. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to talk about something I was going to mention earlier with like the editing. And I was talking with Mariah about this. It's like, I mean, it's I understand why they didn't do this because the movie's already two hours long. And... It, I think it would be really weird if they had these in it because it's kind of like a, I don't want to say goofy, but like they they missed, in my opinion, a lot of opportunities for like emotional moments. Yes. Like specific, when I was thinking like when they find the, what is it, like the sand crawler like blown up and they're like, oh no, like they could be at, you know, the ranch and Luke's like, oh, I got to go get him. He gets in the speeder. It, there's like an insert of him like racing and then it cuts to him there and they're burnt and he goes, oh. And then, yeah. and then it cuts to him back at the sand crawler, and it's like, whoa! Like a lot, just you could have, it could have had this emotional moment with him in the speeder, being like, oh my god, like I hope they're okay, if they're fine, can I get them out? Like, what's gonna happen? What are we gonna do? Instead, it's just, it's like, you could ah, have mourned at all. Well, and mourned. especially if you like, there, there could have been so much emotion there, but they just. Well, and especially if you're saying like they had more at the beginning, that means the audience would have had more chance to get to know like yeah. his backstory and probably see more of, of like Uncle Owen and stuff. And so the fact that he just like looks at him and is like. Like, <laughs> that would have been right. even goofier. And then, and then the other one that I was saying that was, in my mind, omitted was when they blow up Alderaan, you don't get a reaction from Leia. You don't. You don't get a single... I was like, what? 
I'd want to see, I want to see her like fall to her knees and be like, oh my God, how many people just died? No, you just, just doesn't even cut to her. Just, all right. Yep. Blew, yeah. blew it up. And I mean, there's even, so one of the lines or parts that got cut out was basically Han Solo being like, hey, so we're here. Where's my money? Mm. Like I yeah, took you to Alderaan. Right. It may right. be destroyed, but I can, I'm going to drop you off on an asteroid. And then, like, I like peace that. out. I like that. <laughs> and imagine how much of a dick it would seem like if they yeah. added that. Well, we were talking about uh, well, even the whole um, Han shot first uh-huh. thing, obviously. The yeah. Edits, like, the, 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 the re-edits. That, in, in my mind, and how I believe it, is them trying to make Han seem less despicable. Because yeah, Han's like, a the, piece of shit. In, like, the original, he shoots first and yeah. just, like, kills him. So I think they were like, okay, hold on. That seems a little too, like... Cruel. Yeah. Let's try and make it look more self-defense. Instead, we're gonna digitally make his head dart to the side, and we're gonna go McClunky. McClunky. <laughs> yeah. No. In I, I definitely think in the original version of Star Wars, Han is a piece of actual. Human. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and one of yeah. one of the things that I think just makes it a little bit harder to comment on the original version is if you say you watch it on Disney Plus, you get all of the. The CGI stuff that they put in afterwards, which drives me absolutely insane because it's not necessary. And I think that also kind of takes me out of it. And so that's just a bummer to me that George Lucas is like, oh, no, 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 this this is great. George Lucas was, in my mind, very much focused on just world building. And he just wanted to put as much stuff as he could in a shot at any given time. He's like, I want the creature here. I want this here. And I just, let's have more stormtroopers in there. It's like, okay, you I know guess. What? Let's talk. Let's talk about a little bit of backstory. In in his taste of music, you know that wonderful, those hip beats that play in the cantina? In Mos Eisley? Oh, yeah. Yes. So if you didn't know, what, what, pray tell, is that genre called within the Star Wars universe? Oh, you mean jizz? <laughs> Come again? Yeah. <laughs> Come and get indeed. That music <laughs> is called jizz. Jizz. Which, which you like jizz? Not you jizz. like jizz? <laughs> which like? Okay, so Lucas said that he did. Editor, cut that out. Mariah did not say that. We don't want Mariah on record saying it. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Lucas says that he didn't know that was a term for come. <laughs> for what it was. Mother, I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he didn't know it was a term for what it was. But then he goes on interviews, because nobody knows it's called jizz. <laughs> and he goes on interviews and explicitly says, yeah, so that music is called jizz. That's jizz. That's jizz you're listening to. You know, the, there's one sound where they're watching the prequels. It's like a behind the scenes thing. And it's like they just finished one of them. And he's just like, I think we went a bit far in some places. <laughs> he's, he's got like his hand, his face in his hand, and he's like, I think we've come a bit far. <laughs> a little far. Jizz. Yeah, he was. He cared about world building. Yeah, a lot. I think he he cared too much about the lore. I mean, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. But you know, like you were saying that they added too much CGI in the new. Uh, when they first get. To Mos Eisley, and there's like the Jawa being like thrown around by yeah. that giant lizard thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? Yeah. Why is this added? Yeah. It's... Some of them is just like a three second insert shot that is just so not needed. Yeah. And I get that he's trying to connect this so, so when watching the prequel, you can be like, oh, this is the same place, all that mm-hmm. kind of like stuff. Same place, but, same creatures, you know. But you at wanna... the same time, 
it's not necessary at all. When you're watching the prequels, you're not going to be like, wait a second, I don't recognize this at all. Or like, I've never seen this creature mm-hmm. before. Like the, Well, well yeah. even in with the Maz Eisley stuff, some, some of it just is so dense to me. And I feel like I'm looking at like an I Spy thing. And I'm like, why is it's really so dense. much you're, just you're like 100% s- correct. stuff on screen? There's a lot of stuff. This is too much. Um, one, yeah. thing, one thing that I really like about Star Wars is, so each one is about like two hours long. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Oh, it feels insane. It, and, it, like, like they pack a lot in, and they really get the story going pretty quick. And they just, mm-hmm. you know, you just keep going, and then suddenly the two hours is up, and it doesn't feel like two hours. Yeah, so I feel I, like they do a really good job of keeping you very much engaged. And I've seen it, I don't even know how many times, but every time I watch it still, the time just flies by when I see it. And I just, like, have a ball while I watch it. And, and like I said, when I was talking about the editing, I was, you know, even though they missed, like, these, these moments that I think would have been cool to see, they did just, like, hustle. Yes. With like the editing, it's just like, oh yeah, we're we're just here now. We cut to this. This is just gone, and it's yeah. still two hours long. Yeah. So I can only imagine if they kept in some of the other stuff, it would have been three hour, three hour movie. Yeah. And actually, there's so there's one more thing that I want to talk about mm-hmm. um, when it comes to kind of like the the visual effects they did in, in Star Wars. Some of the shots, like when Darth Vader and Palpatine first get to the Death Star. Mm-hmm. That big wide shot mm-hmm. of all those people lined up and they're walking by. You would think that's like maybe like a visual effects shot. That is just good old fashioned eyeball trickery. Oh, the the great people candy. who worked on Star Wars did these insane matte paintings, like on glass. So they drew meticulously, like each individual stormtrooper, the the ship that they land from. I mean, they do this for that shot. They do it for the, the Millennium Falcon. Uh, they do it for the Death Star docking bay. They do these, like, massive paintings, essentially. Um, and just, like, have actors kind of act mm-hmm. their little bit on the tiny set that they have. And then in between that and the camera, they have this, like, map painting. That's cool. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, like, the shot of um, uh, Obi-Wan, like, switching off the shield generator or the tractor beam. We Yeah. I, As we were watching, Stefan was like, I knew, I knew they out. did like some of this point painting stuff, and I was like, that that one has to be because yeah. it's just yeah. this deep, dark pit, and it's like, you know. Yeah, so that be. one, that was a painting that they yeah. did. That's so cool. Didn't they do something similar with like Chaplin stuff, Charlie Chaplin? Oh yeah, Charlie Chaplin did a lot of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a bit of a tangent, but like the bit in Charlie Chaplin where he's on roller skates and he's like, kind of like yeah. rolls up to the yeah. edge, yeah, um, of this like, fucking drop. That's like a, a map painting. Yeah. So just some classic eyeball trickery. Neat stuff. I like yeah. to be fooled. Stuff. Wasn't it that Alec Guinness... I'm not going to get this 100% correct, and you can please correct me. Mm-hmm. But wasn't it that Alec Guinness took a percentage of the earnings instead of a flat salary? Because he thought that the movie would do well. And so he actually made more money than anybody else because it obviously like made big bucks at the box office. Yes, 100% you're correct. That's cool. I remember watching Star Wars probably like a little bit before middle school, and that's when I like really got into it. Mm-hmm. And my brother used to have Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. Okay. And it was just strictly Star Wars trivia. Yeah. And my twin and I would uh, like look at the cards and almost like memorize the facts about them. Okay. And some of them would be so absurd. It was like, how many guns are on this ship at this in this oh, specific scene? You'd be like, ah, I don't know. And it was always like two or four, you know. Mm-hmm. So we got good at guessing how many. How many guns? Okay. Um, but yeah, I used to like really. I used to know a lot more trivia about Star Wars, but it has all left my brain since. As it should, if the trivia is like, oh, how many 
cornholes does the Blorkel have in his yeah. Norshek? Yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, this is a seven. seven. <laughs> how many? How many times per day? Do you how many times per day do you need to feed your grumble before <laughs> it reaches prime milking state? Oh, the classic. <laughs> hey The classic. <laughs> classic grumble Luke milk. Skywalker blue, milk and blue, blue, yep. blue milk gobbled up. Mmm. Mm, mm. uh, okay, a couple of things I could talk about. Yeah. 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 Well, okay, one thing ugh, I was going to talk, I forgot, you know, I didn't talk about, um, I guess a movie I watched recently was Dune. Oh, and you did watch Dune? Sort of, sort of a parallel now, thinking about Star Wars and Dune. And Lots like of how sand. Far, like, sci-fi has come, and yeah, like, sand. There's sand, both. You know, and, like, special effects, thinking about what, how far special effects has come. You know, Dune's got some wild, wild stuff. Wacky. Yeah. Really good. Really good looks and things. I do hate sand, though. It's coarse and rough. And sand sucks. Oh, you ever get sand in your booty? Call that sandy cheeks. <laughs> now, for the good questions. A couple of questions I posed to you last night, Mariah. Hope you had time to think about it. One, you are Luke Skywalker coming back from seeing your family burnt to a crisp. You're riding this in the land speeder. What, what, uh, what music are you listening to? He was asking, what music would you What's listen to after seeing your dead <laughs> What's family? What's your playlist? Okay, yeah. And I said, I didn't want to think about that. You don't want to think about, um... I, I'm going to no, go with... No, as Luke. Not as yourself. As Luke. Oh, jizz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was the right answer. He's just got jizz playing on, <laughs> playing on the radio. He's turned up the radio. That sweet, sweet smooth. <laughs> the, that sweet, the smooth, sweet, smooth jizz. Smooth to the ears, just, just jizz rolling into like the ears, rolling like honey dripping. <laughs> uh, okay, now I have to ask. I'm guessing a lot of us watched Star Wars when we were pretty young. Yeah. <laughs> Who was your favorite character? I'm guessing it was Han. Oh yes, yes. I I didn't like Han. Didn't? Who did you like? My my favorite was Obi Wan. Mm. I like Obi Wan. That's pretty good. Because when he first shows up, he makes a bunch of goofy noises. <laughs> okay. And, he's like, and I was like, "That's funny, man. That's a that good guy. Good. That's good." I like, um, I like the bad guys. Yeah. I, of course, I was a Boba Fett stan just because he looked cool. Yeah. I think IG eighty eight. He's a robot bounty hunter. Uh-huh. They show him for like a moment, but exactly. I was like, "Whoa, his design's cool." I bet you like the little elephant mask man who goes like, and then you can't forget when they added in the the third one or episode six. You're not allowed to talk about that. At Java's Palace, that makes me want to physically harm somebody. No, I I I like Luke. I am a basic. A basic little bitch. Uh-huh. I like Luke because I like his character arc and his journey. He's he's a little whiny boy, you know. He, he, he didn't a, go to go to Tashi Station and pick up those damn powers. He's, he's, both, he's both so whiny and so apathetic at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And too, like when, he, when I was like, when you think about the course of Star Wars Episode Four, that happens in what like two days yeah, max. It's, it's not a lot. He goes through so much, and he's just kind of like. Well, okay. also the switch—the switch where he's talking with Ben about, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to join, I don't want to fight, and then he's like, oh, my family, and then he sees him, down, he's like, all right, let's go. All right, I okay, I cool. I'm not gonna need me on harvest season anymore. And then, so. <laughs> yeah. and then yeah, and then he's in the Millennium Falcon with a bunch of people he's only known for like a day, twenty-four hours, if that. Yeah, 
I did also like C-3PO because I thought he was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always liked Chewie. Chewie's well. good. I Chewie liked good. I liked them a lot when I was younger. Like when I would <laughs> when I would play Lego Star Wars mm-hmm. on the Wii oh, or class. on Game Boy. Class. I always loved playing those guys. I always mm-hmm. just like the guys who looked the coolest. Which is why I really like General Grievous. General so Grievous cool. was cool. He's like a he's like a transformer and also kind of like looks like a bionicle. So he Hello was there. Just, he was just yeah he's so Best good. Of both worlds and then, and then he, sorry. he died. He's sick. He's sick too. I relate to that. But yeah, one one thing I do like about Star Wars is obviously like the political commentary of it. It is, yeah. It, it had a lot of political commentary about um, Vietnam War at the time. Yes. Um, I was reading, obviously, it's not this episode, not episode four, but in episode six, the Ewoks are supposed to be like the Viet Cong. Oh, okay. yeah. Because um, obviously they, they win because they have more knowledge about like the land. Guerrilla warfare. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Obviously, obviously Nazi imagery. I think that looks yeah, pretty, of, pretty obvious. Yeah. I don't think we need to go too far into Some classic depth. Nazi imagery. Yes. Yeah. Um, space Nazis. But oh, stormtroopers? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I wonder where they're from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. They're just quite literally called stormtroopers. Yeah, I was just going to bring up, too, like, a lot of the, the blasters are just real guns with things taped onto them. Yeah. It's like, Han's blaster is a Mauser C-96 they used in, like, World War One. And uh, it's just got, like, a scope and, like, things just sort of on it. And it's like, okay, and cool. And the lightsabers are actually modeled off of swords, if you didn't know. Oh. Just, like, straight up, they used to have pieces of, like, you, know, you would hold a piece of wood or something, and then, like, metal would come out of it. What was this called again? A sword? Oh, cool. Is this Is this, like, anything similar to a stick? Very similar. But like pointy? Can, can you poke, can you poke oh. and smack? Very, very much so, yes. Very pointy, very smooth. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I do think that the, the handles for lightsabers were actually old, um, like, flash bulbs. From yeah, they cameras, were. Mm-hmm, they were. Like they were too. absolute junk that they just grabbed. Yeah, they, I think they repurposed things so well that obviously everything is, uh, we recognize it as Star Wars things mm-hmm. today. Um but they did a very good job of reusing things in a very creative way, I think. Yeah, I mean, so, like, the, the general, like, feeling of Star Wars I is, to me, grimy. Yes. yes. Things are missing, ships barely work, like... Grimy, junky, scrappy. Just, yeah, I mean, when they were making the models, like, you know, when you're making a model, you kind of think, like, okay, well, this is what this part of the ship does, this yeah. is what this does. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well, you know, this piece of the ship is like blown up which is making this part of the ship malfunction and it's like oozing radiator fluid so there's like stains on this so like i mean star wars is janked up mm-hmm. you know like if you compare it to other sci-fi films like, yeah. like flash gordon which was yeah. way more pristine mm-hmm. very clean and yeah. oh i was also we were also talking about the fact that obviously star wars is such a big part of pop culture mm-hmm. that we don't really question aspects of it anymore yeah but watching it i was trying to imagine what it would be like if i was seeing this for the first time yeah and being like this is goofy this is silly again like the force but just like seeing to when trying to think logically about the final battle with the death star i'm like this doesn't make any sense first of all yeah i know it's like done done to hell but like yeah they've just got this weak point you can just shoot in the the whole moon-sized base just yeah. explodes. Just 
And it's, it's, a little tiny hole that goes all the way and, straight and to the core. Secondly, they go after the Death Star in like six ships. Yeah. They use six ships. And then and then the Death Star brings out like what, like four or something? <laughs> yeah. It's like what? Like I feel like they weren't trying. <laughs> it was just, I don't know. It just seems so illogical and kind of like stupid. It, yeah, it's I mean you know, all due respect to George Lucas who yeah. made a wonderful movie. And wonderful franchise. And a wonderful franchise. Stuff, yeah. He did great. Shit's goofy. Yes. It's goofy. Shit's real goofy. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, I think part of me, I don't know if it was intentional on his end, but he definitely leaned to it. Even when you think about like the re-edits, you know, where it's got a re-edit of an Ewok being thrown by some monster. like Or Jar Jar. Like he wants this weird like comedic campiness like in it. Which is part yeah. of its charm. Yeah. Which, yeah. So, but I yeah, I do think objectively, if you look at it through the eyes of, if I was seeing this for the first time and I didn't know anything about Star Wars, it's hilarious. And oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it was a success that it is, because obviously it's a great series and mm-hmm. it's a wonderful story and, and I love it. Yeah. Um, but, who is it? A little weird. I, I mean, it would have been, I would have loved, and this kind of applies to, you know, Jaws, the last episode we talked about, mm. or I guess the first episode, this is episode two. But um, trying to imagine being like in the audience to see that for the first time, mm-hmm. I would have loved to have experienced what that would be like. And, oh, yeah. and I wonder what my thoughts would have been because obviously it's been tainted by the fact that you know as a kid that Darth Vader is Luke's father. Spoilers. Like, it's not a surprise anymore to anyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've always thought And so it would have been really cool to be a part of that to like yeah. actually see that Whoa. happen, you know? Well, I mean, even like, like seeing it for the first time, you haven't seen a ship fight like this ever. Yeah. Like, this is a new dawn for movies entirely when it comes to, like, visual effects. So, I mean, like, because now we know, like, we've had CGI forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only bit of CGI in Star Wars, the original one, is that wireframe version of the Death Star. That they mm, show off yes. like as like the schematics, like that's the only bit of actual CGI, because mm. um, that's what they had. The rest is more like in camera practical yeah. effects. So I mean, like it must have been insane to see this movie when it first came out. Yes. Yeah. Also, again, thinking about just how ridiculous some things are, if you really look at like Darth Vader's mask, it's goofy. Oh, huh? I, th- I felt like there's a, there's a couple times I was looking at it and I could see like fingerprints. <laughs> like different like imperfections like on his, his helmet you know what I really liked was when he murders that dude on the ship when he's like asking for where like the plans are mm-hmm. and oh, he yeah. kills him and then throws him and the dude just like actively yeah, is alive him. again <laughs> and stops himself <laughs> and then falls to the ground and you're like hmm, he's yeah. dead though right yeah, he's the dead way, the way people die the way people know. die especially at the beginning where um when Leia's like escaping and stuff yeah. like that, and you have all the rebels like throwing their arms up and being like, ah! yeah. As they fall. yeah, and like spinning around a couple times before they yeah. hit the ground, hilarious. And I mean, that bit was also very annoying to film because this st- you can kind of see it the stormtroopers have no grip on their shoes. Oh, really? The floor is super slippery, and you can <laughs> see them like kind of sliding around on the floor mm-hmm. when they're doing it. so, like, they were falling all the time. And I mean, like the classic shot where the stormtrooper bonks his head yeah. on the yeah. door. Mm-hmm. Oh, so here's here's a question. Mm-hmm. I guess. What would you rate it? 
You said you knew Mariah. Mariah said, I know and I'm going to rate it. Yeah. I think I'm going to give the first Star Wars seven McClunkies out of ten McClunkies. <laughs> seven McClunkies. Yes. Okay. I, I really and, love it. And I think, uh-huh. you know, like, if I... I'm trying to take, like, the nostalgia factor out of that. Yeah. Because, obviously, I have very fond memories of watching this with, like, my brother. Mm. And I've got a little old, like, Luke and R2 and uh, Yoda and C-3PO little action figures that I've had for a really long time. I, I love it. Mm. But I think if I take that aspect out, I'll give it seven McClunkies. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Steph, what do you got? Um, yeah, that's a... I'm going to go out of five. Interesting. Um... Out, wait, hold on, out of no, five? No, no, out of, I'm using a two-five system, not five out of oh, five. Oh, two-five, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, I would, you know me, I never, I never rate anything five out of five. That's reserved for whatever it may be. But, um, I, you know, I feel like I'm obligated to say four out of five, but I kind of, I don't know if I've just gotten old I would cynical and jaded, but I, I kind of want to say more like a three and a half. So okay. like a 7 out of 10? I would say that so like a 7 out of the 10. And that's going to be a 7 out of the 10 fingers on crispy old Ben. Burnt, burnt <laughs> crispy old. at his home. Burnt to a bit. Crispy old Uncle Ben. Crispy old Uncle Ben lost a few fingers in the struggle. And the ones that remain are my rating of the film. All right, Miles, what are you rating? I, okay, nostalgia aside, I, I think I would rate Star Wars. Six power converters. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. It's it's good, but rewatching it, I don't like Luke. Yeah. It's like okay. This is episode four, though. I think obviously yeah, the fifth it, episode so, is way better. Okay, yeah, definitely. Five and six, Luke's great. Yes. In this one, Luke is a weird <laughs> psychopath man. <laughs> he is. He's a weird, <laughs> weird. No feeling. <laughs> Except for when he wants to play with his little ship toy. He wants to play and he has like go pick up power. He is a psychopath. He just can't think about anything else besides like his weird little wants, desires. Um, but I mean, like, other than that, great film. Other than Luke being a little weird, it was great. I also think my rating kind of reflects again. George Lucas is a great. Great really? artist. Yeah, great artist. But like. the fact that it doesn't sound like he didn't have faith in the project, which I feel like is a very important thing for a director to show to the mm. to his cat uh, to his cast and crew. Yeah. Um, and the fact, like you were saying, they had to like constantly cheer him up. Like, yeah. And he was ill. I'm like, homie, homie. Oh, maybe don't. Mm. So I think that also kind of plays into my rating a little bit yeah. as well. Um, yeah. If I think if. He had just had yes men all around him when making Star Wars. It would have been a way shittier movie. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I do think it's interesting that something so beloved came out of what was essentially a bunch of people trying to wrangle one man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, and then I feel like, I don't, I mean, I don't know about like development of the prequels, but I, I feel like with the prequels, they let him do more and yeah. that's kind of why because like, no that's exactly what it is is because they saw him be so successful in the original trilogy that they were like oh he can do it yeah he can just do it and then he did it <laughs> and then we had Jar Jar <laughs> who was the key he was the key no actually okay without Jar Jar Palpatine doesn't come to power because Jar Jar is the one who gave him emergency power I don't I'll remember. be honest. I don't I, remember the lore enough. Well, yeah, enough it's been to, so long since I've seen the prequels. I feel like I kind of remember because they're not good. Oh, so I have I, the prequels are 
they're bad, but I really like them. I do think I do think they're fun. I do. I think the third one. The third one's pretty, like pretty they had. I will it's say got General Grievous. In I it. mean, this is like we're like off the original at this point. But <laughs> filming the second movie, the, the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. um, all the cast had blue fever, which is just when you're in the soundstage for so long, surrounded yeah. by blue walls, that you just go insane. Yeah. Okay, I will say too. I I, I think the the first one was the one that gets picked on a lot too, but they had some good stuff. They had the 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 pod racing. I like the pod. Pod racing is I pretty like cool. Darth Maul is pretty dope. That Darth Maul fight. Oh, fantastic! Duel of the Fates. Amazing. Really great. That's. Okay, I I so have this... I have a little Darth Maul action figure in my car. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, the, the <laughs> cut in half. Yeah, yeah, half. and he's split in half, and he's and he's uh in it's a perpetual state of falling. Falling forever. So yeah. This is now our review of all of Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> this is just... We're getting a little bit off. off okay, I, w- I refuse to touch the, the new ones, though. I won't say, I won't, I won't say a single those. word. I'm not going to talk them. about this I here. Them. I No. Yes. Maybe if you pay us money. <laughs> Maybe if we can get George Lucas here. Yeah, I'm sure after we talked about him being, like, not yeah. great, yeah. <laughs> he'll just really want to come on We know the how self-conscious and how much he needs support, and yeah. he just picked on him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, that's. Right. Is this conclu- I think this is concluding. This concludes episode two of our review of episode four of Star Wars. Which is of awesome. our podcast, The Takes It Took. Talking about The Takes It Took. Talking about. To make Star Wars episode four, which came out before our discussion of episode two of our podcast. But not. <laughs> Scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm gesturing with my hands, the text scrolling across the Oh my goodness, Stefan. will put in. You're next. I'm next. We're going to be talking about RoboCop. I'm checking the menu. Wow. Jaws? Check the menu. Check the menu. Star Wars? Uh-oh, number three on the menu. Number three. Taco Tuesday? Taco Robo-Cop. Tuesdays replaced forever, forever with RoboCop. by RoboCop. He's a cop and he's a robot. So, yeah, you definitely won't want to miss... The mess that that will be. You won't want to miss what it's like when I leave, try to lead a conversation on something. <laughs> um, and uh, while you're still here and we still have your ear, make sure that you follow us on social media. We have Instagram and we also have Twitter. And you can find um, both of those handles just at the takes it took. Um, if you want to shoot us an email, any corrections, that uh, something that maybe we said wrong, any um, ideas for movies that you'd like us to cover in the future, if you just want to say hi, um, you can shoot us an email at... Again, just that takes it took at gmail.com. So uh, make sure you yeah. Yeah, follow us and stay updated. You can subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Um, I know that things are still a little rough, but we're going to be figuring yeah, we're gonna, it out. Yeah, we're going to be figuring it out. Um, we really appreciate you listening, and we, we hope you keep listening. I think that concludes this episode. That, that's it. We did it. Next Again. time, I, I'm sorry. I'll do better next time. <laughs> uh, we'll cut it. We'll cut it. We'll just cut out all the times Miles speaks, so it sounds like me and Miles yeah. are having like a meltdown <laughs> we're talking to no one i'm not sure how well that would work i think it'd but, be uh, funny yeah thanks for listening and uh we'll see you next time for robocop <laughs> we need it we need an ending sound effect i think it should be the boomomp boomomp it should be the boomomp can we get a boomomp editor all right and that will take us out into the outro again thank you very much for listening and we will catch you next time on the takes it took the takes it took the takes
we took. <laughs> Goodbye. Woo! We did it.